There is a word that I want to preach into your spirit tonight. And I'm going to do it in 25 minutes. Amen. But there is a word that needs to get into your spirit tonight. And I felt a shift happen in this place tonight, in the spirit. And you know what's funny? As I felt that shift happen, Facebook goes off. Because I want you to recognize something. That the devil sees what's taking place. The devil knows what's taking place. There's a generation that's rising up in this hour. There is young people that know who they are and they know who they serve. There's a generation that's rising up that won't shut their mouths any longer. The devil knows what's happening in this hour. And if there was a moment for us to get an urgency in our hearts, it's tonight. If there was a moment for us to step into the reality of a believer, it's tonight. You know, Shanti mentioned one of my favorite scriptures as well, Galatians chapter 2 and verses 24. It's no longer I who lives, but I've been crucified with Christ, rather. It's no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives. I've been crucified with Christ. You know, there's this another scripture that I really love, and it's Romans chapter 14 and verses 8. It says, for if we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. Therefore, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. You are the Lord's. You have been anointed in this hour to go into the world and to proclaim the gospel. You have been called for such a time as this to step into the reality, to step into the absolute fullness that God has available to you. So that when people around you at school, when people around you at college see you, you don't look like everybody else. You don't sound like everybody else. You know, I get so blessed when I see what's taking place at Hudson. I tell you, Hudson shall be saved in Jesus' name. Just get ready for it. Because young people are rising up and we are unashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For we know that it is the very power of God unto salvation. See, I want you to recognize something tonight. That there's a very real reality that God has called us to for this hour. See, Jesus died publicly. Not so that you can live privately. He died publicly, not so that you can have a private Christian life. He died publicly. He was beaten publicly, persecuted publicly, spat on publicly. As he held upon that post, he was beaten publicly in front of everybody, crucified publicly, buried publicly, rose again publicly, ascended into heaven publicly. Please tell me how can we live privately? How can I shut my mouth when he did it publicly? 
how can I not tell people about Jesus? The hour is now, not for us to sit at home idle and not tell people about Jesus. Now is the hour for us to proclaim. The purpose of Jesus is not to be kept privately, but is to be proclaimed publicly by His people. Publicly. The hour is now, young people. The hour to proclaim who He is is now. What I want you to recognize is I want you to realize how much God actually loves you, that He made this reality available to you. You know what the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12 and verses 2? It first tells us to fix our focus on Jesus, who's the author and the finisher. Don't fix your focus on the devil. He didn't start you. He can't end you. Jesus is the author and the finisher, as Jade preached. The devil didn't start you. The devil can't finish you. He's a weakling. The Bible says this, because of the joy that was set before Jesus, he endured the cross. Do you recognize that you were that joy? You are his joy. As Jesus endured the cross publicly, he didn't give up. He endured it because of the joy, the Bible says, that was set before Him. You were set before Him. You see, when I recognize this truth, how can I ever feel rejected? When everybody at school, everybody at university, or everybody at my job is rejecting me because I serve the Most High God, how can I ever be rejected when I'm accepted by the King? How can I worry about people's approval when I'm approved by Him? He's the author and the finisher. And because of the joy that was set before Him, He endured that cross because you were set before Him. You today sitting in this place, doesn't matter what your background is, what the color of your skin is, how much money you got in your bank account, how smart you are, how nice your shoes are, you were that joy that was set before Him. And because you were set before Him, He endured the cross. He didn't give up. He didn't give up. He carried on pressing. He carried on going because you were that joy. Say this with your lips. I am His joy. I was set before Him. He endured. He didn't give up. Neither will I. Let the devil know it tonight. Because there's a very real reality that us as believers have been called to in this hour. And there's three things that I want to highlight tonight. And God put this in my spirit and man, it's burning on in my heart tonight. There are three things that as believers, we have been called to. It's our reality. It's the things that we must do every day because for many of us, we get saved and then we don't know what to do from that point. There's an expectation. God expects us to be making moves in this hour. God expects you watching on TV right now, our online family who can't be here with us. He expects you to be making moves in this hour. Now is not the moment for us to sit idle. Now is the moment for us to make moves for the kingdom. 
doesn't matter what you look like. doesn't matter where you come from. His grace is sufficient. The Bible says that the greater one's on the inside of you. If he is greater, the question arises, what is he greater than? Greater than your situation? Greater than what your family might look like? Greater than what people say about you? Greater than any disease that could come at you? Greater than any persecution? Greater than what in anything people could say about you? Greater than anything? He's the greater one and he's in you. Say this from your spirit tonight. I have the greater one. I have the greater one. I have the greater one. You see, there's works that we must work. That's what Jesus said. He said, I must work the works of the one who sent me. While it is light, while it is day, I must work his works. I must be about my father's business because night is coming when no man can work. Young people, hear what I'm saying. In this hour, we must work the works of him who has sent you because night is coming where no man can work. This is the moment and the hour for us to proclaim the gospel, to proclaim to people that might not want to hear it, to let them know, man, there is a way. There's a truth. There's a life. His name is Jesus. And it will never change. He's so consistent. He's so faithful. Nothing about his characteristics changes. The answer never changes. 2,000 years ago, he was the answer. 2,000 years later, he's still the answer three things. I want you to write these down. Believers are called to three things. The first thing that we are called to, private dedication. I feel the anointing just even on that subject. Private dedication. Your alone time with Jesus. The Bible says in James chapter 4 and verses 8, when you draw near unto me, I will draw near unto you. You have to decide to draw. You decide to draw. See, communion is a choice. To commune with the Lord in private dedication is a decision that you can make and that only you can make. See, you're responsible for your level of intimacy with God. My wife is not responsible for how intimate I am with Jesus. I am. When I stand before Jesus one day, I won't be able to say Taylor did this or Mila did this or whatever did this, things were getting busy. No, I'm gonna be responsible. See, Jesus is calling you to a place of private dedication, of complete commitment and communion with Him. From intimacy, power flows. You want to walk in power? Get intimate. Draw near unto me, the Bible says, and I will draw near unto you. To draw near is a decision that only you can decide. Only you can make that decision to say, Jesus, I'm not going out anymore. I'm going to draw near unto you. Jesus, I'm not going to go do that thing that I always used to do. In this moment right now, I'm going to be dedicated to you and I'm going to draw near to you. That's what he's calling us to. Private dedication. Here's the truth for you. 
He desires to spend time with you more than you could ever desire to spend time with Him. You know, think about this. when, If it's your bedroom that you go and you spend time with the Lord, He's already waiting there for you. But how often do we not go there? Think about that. Where it's that quiet place where you spend time with Jesus and where you get close with Him and you spend and you commune with Him and you dedicate yourself to Him. Maybe it's your bedroom. Think about the times where Jesus is sitting there waiting, waiting, waiting on you to come and commune with Him. But how often do we say, I'm going to go play PlayStation. I'm going to go rather study. I'm going to, go to the, I'm going to go to the restaurant rather. I'm going to go grab a coffee somewhere rather. How is that picture to think that the Lord is sitting in your bedroom waiting for you? To commune with you. To spend time with you. To know you. To be close with you. That's what He's calling you to. That's what He desires. He desires to spend time with you. But only you can decide. Only you can choose to say, Jesus, oh, I'm coming after you. You are my everything. See, for me, it took me very long to make that decision. I was so interested in everything else. But the day I made that decision, I've never looked back. Because it's in this place of private dedication that everything begins to flow from that. You don't know what your purpose is. Private dedication. That time of communion and seeking Him. See, revealing comes by seeking. You want to know why you're alive, what God has in store for you? Seek Him. Revealing comes by seeking. You know, I've been saying it the whole of today. Jeremiah chapter 33 and verses 3. Call unto me. And I will answer you. But to call is a choice. To call unto him is a choice that only you can make. My pastor can't make that decision for me. My friends can't make that decision for me. Only I can choose to call unto him. See, everything will flow from a place of closeness with God. Boldness. Supernatural strength. Destiny, purpose, authority, power flows from intimacy with God. Not just knowing of God, but knowing God. Being so closely knitted with Him, I know who He is. I know the God that I serve. No matter what faces me, He is with me. He is strengthening me. He is taking me to that next level even amidst the gates of hell, he will still build his church. And in case you didn't know, after the first sermon that Taylor preached, you're part of that church. So the first thing that God calls us to is private dedication. What I want you to realize and what I want you to write down is private dedication will position me for public use. Private dedication will position me for public use. You want God to use you in a mighty way? That starts in private dedication. The second thing God calls us to, 
The second reality, public proclamation. See, public proclamation, proclaiming Him to people in public comes from private dedication. See, as I spend time with Him, as I recognize who He is, as I realize who He has called me to be, as I'm so closely knitted with Him in the secret place, I'm positioned to be in public and to proclaim, this is who God is. This is what He declares. It flows from private dedication. See, He's calling us to proclaim Him publicly. The Bible says we proclaim to you the one who existed from the beginning. In the NLT it says, we proclaim to you the one who existed from the beginning, whom we have heard and whom we have seen. We saw Him with our own eyes and touched Him with our own hands. He is the Word of life. Verses 2, this one who is life itself was revealed to us, and we have seen him. And what does it say? We testify and proclaim to you that he is the one who is eternal life. He was with the Father, and then he was revealed to us. See, the disciples were able to proclaim him because they knew him. I have seen him with my own eyes and I've touched him with my own hands. See, you'll never proclaim a person you don't know. You'll never proclaim the one if you don't know the one. Think about this level of intimacy that they had. We proclaim, we testify to you of the one that we have touched, that we have seen. He is the word of life. He is life itself. See, Jesus might not be here in the flesh, but the Holy Ghost is on the inside of you. I've encountered Jesus at such a level that I could never deny him. I've touched him. I've seen him with my eyes. Might not be my natural but my spiritual, I've seen the Lord. I've touched the Lord in my place of private dedication. And because I have seen Him, and because I have heard Him, and because I have touched Him, and because I've experienced Him, I will proclaim Him. But you won't ever proclaim a person you don't know. See, as you are called to proclaim, Jesus told us, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. We find this in Mark chapter 16 and verses 50. And then we see in verses 20 the obedience of the disciples to this instruction. And what takes place? And they went out and preached everywhere. Not just some places. Not just at church. They went out and preached Everywhere They went out and proclaimed Jesus Christ everywhere. See, from their private dedication to the Lord and their obedience to His instruction, it positioned them to proclaim publicly. They went everywhere. They went into all the world and they preached the gospel. They went everywhere. That includes schools. That includes colleges. That includes universities. 
That includes your job. That includes your family dinners. <laughs> I prophesy in the name of Jesus Christ that God is going to use young people in this hour to turn families around in Jesus' name. He has called us to proclaim publicly. You know what I love? They went out and preached everywhere. You know what I thought of and what the Lord said to me? He said, now, my son, I want you to get this. I want you to catch this. John the Baptist, everyone know John the Baptist? Did weird stuff, ate locusts, did all these weird things. But what was John the Baptist's purpose? John the Baptist came and was appointed and was anointed for that hour to prepare the way, right? He came to prepare the way for the way. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. John the Baptist was set apart for that hour of time to prepare the way. Jesus came, who is the way. You are here in 2021 to proclaim that way. Someone needs to get that tonight. John the Baptist came to prepare the way. Jesus Christ is the way. And you are here. You are alive. You are appointed. You are anointed to proclaim the way. I'm alive to point to Him. He's the way. Proclaim Him publicly. I feel the Holy Ghost. John the Baptist came to prepare the way. Jesus is the way. You are alive, children of God, to proclaim that way. That's why you are alive. That is our fundamental assignment as children of God. To proclaim that He is alive and that He is coming back soon. That's why you exist. You exist to let people know who have no hope that there is a way, there's a truth, and there's a life. And His name is Jesus. Firstly, we're called to private dedication. Secondly, we're called to public proclamation, which flows from private dedication. And from public proclamation comes what? Public demonstration. Write that down. Public demonstration. He's called us to be privately dedicated to the Lord, to Him, in communion and in closeness and in intimacy. And from that place of intimacy, from that place of closeness to Him, flows proclamation in the public. And from proclaiming the Word, flows public demonstration. For the kingdom of God is not just talk, but it is the demonstration of power. You carry power in you. The Holy Ghost is upon you tonight to work through you at your school, at your job, at your home with your family. Your mom is sick. Lay your hands upon her and see the testimony come to pass. See, the same Holy Ghost that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you in 2021. Resurrection powers at your disposal. You know what I love about God? It's from this place of being so dedicated unto Him and then being in the place where I begin to proclaim His Word. 
I'm able to publicly demonstrate His Word. Not by my might, not by my power, but by His Spirit. The Bible says that He watches over His Word to confirm it. As you proclaim Him, think about this. As you stand at school, as you stand at university, at campus, as you're at your job and you proclaim Him, you proclaim Him, you let people know in your coffee break, hey, Jesus is alive. Well, I've got a migraine. Let me lay my hands upon you. Get this. As I proclaim Him, as I preach His Word, the Bible says that He watches over His Word to perform it. As I proclaim it, He will perform it. As you proclaim it, He will perform it. He gives His seal of approval upon His Word. These signs shall follow them that believe. Them that believe. If you're a believer in this place, put up your hand. You're qualified in Jesus' name. Well done. You carry power. Wonder-working power. Wonder-working power. Resurrection, Holy Ghost power. Devil kicking in the teeth, power. In you, tonight. Think about this. You are the answer to your friend's problem. Your friend's got a pornography problem, you're the answer. Because you carry the answer. Lay your hands upon them. Be set free. Public demonstration. Shout demonstration. Three things that we are called to as believers. Private dedication. Public proclamation. And public demonstration. The Bible says in Mark chapter 16 and verses 20. Remember I read you the, the beginning part of the scripture. And they went out and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them and confirming the word through accompanying signs. See, God backs up His word. God gives the seal of approval by performing His word. Make sure you're preaching the word. There is people that you're coming into contact with every day who need this. And you carry this. And so as you proclaim the word, your confidence can be in His faithfulness, in who He says He is. That once I say the word, once I proclaim the word, He will confirm the word. God's not a liar. Say that with me. God is not a liar. The Bible says in the, in the book of Numbers, For God is not a man that He should lie, nor the Son of Man that He should repent. It's impossible for God to lie. It's impossible for God to fail. It's impossible for God to miss the mark. Praise God. What does that mean? What your situation looks like. Your situation can be wrong, but God can never be wrong. You begin to prophesy the Word of God over your situation. God confirms it because it's His Word. See, God doesn't confirm opinion. God confirms His Word. God doesn't confirm emotion and how I'm feeling about myself today. God confirms the Word. 
God confirms the word. God confirms the word. Oh, glory to God. And as you proclaim this word to your teacher at school, maybe there's a teacher that's got cancer at school and they're letting everybody know how they're going to die. Be the one who says, hey, hey, you're not going to die. Come here, ma'am. Praise God. God, I thank you that you will use students to lay hands upon their teachers in this hour and see them be made whole in Jesus' name.